Hi, I'm Daydree. Hi, I'm Nichelle. So I said, Daydree, let's start a podcast. To which I said, have you heard my radio voice? So I said, Daydree, let's start a podcast. And I said, okay. <laughs> here we are. Yeah, here we are. Welcome to We Create Podcast. A podcast about creators and their real life inspirational stories and interesting ways. Join us as we share tales and ideas around following your passion and making life work for you. Where do I start? Uh, I think the the mystical nature of music. Like I don't, I, I've I've never been able to explain why I connect with certain tracks or certain sounds or it's it's a very and also the way that music can make people feel and feel as a collective which is very interesting and that transcends all the differences that we invent and the differences that are maybe real in life that just dissolves all of that in an instant and everyone is united in this feeling. This is Nadia Sinatra, DJ winemaker rock climber and the owner of Tombi DJs, the Femme Forward DJ Collective and our guest today on the We Create podcast. So when did this journey begin? When did you discover music and when did you know you had a passion for it? Well, my, my earliest memory, so I have a memory of, uh, I must have been, it's Younger than three years old, but I, I remember my, my my mom had a small portable record player that I used to operate as a as a, as a small child, um, putting on Neil Diamond's oh. beautiful noise, and it was like my um, I loved that, and it's yeah, and I, I had recordings of myself on cassette of singing Space Oddity, I mean. Before I could count to ten, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) stuff like that. So I just, oh, just always had like a special connection to music. So when when there's a song that I really like or something that comes on, I just plug zone everything else out and focus on that thing. Yeah, it's weird. My brain is just wired that way. So on that, what was the first album you ever bought? Uh, the first, I mean, album, I guess, uh, does either R.E.M.'s Out of Time or Sinead O'Connor's um, I Do Not Want What I Haven't Got. Complete the sentence, music <laughs> is... Life. <laughs> Good answer. Have you always known that you wanted to be a DJ? No, no, I never thought about it. Actually, one of my earliest memories of DJing was um, my dad's brother, my uncle, whenever we went to visit there, he always had like music and the latest CDs and records. So it was always, um, I loved going there for for that reason. And I remember it was Right Said Fred, <laughs> one of the slower numbers. Um Right said Fred and the couple were, were dancing like a slow dance or whatever on, on one of the Right said Fred songs and at the end of that song I wanted to put on another song like that 
like a slow dance song to keep them on the dance floor. So that's like the, uh, I guess the first time I've heard, and I must have been like 10 years old or something, the first time I ever like DJed, I guess. Um, yeah, but I never thought about it. I think growing up, first of all, you never saw women DJs. I don't know, the clubs that I went to, the places where I went out, I never saw any women DJing. Um, and it just seems so inaccessible. So like buying records, yeah, having the turntables, it was so expensive and whatever. So for that reason, I think it never, it never crossed my mind. Do you think DJing was inaccessible for women when you were growing up? Yeah, I just never saw someone like myself doing it. So there's always these blokes, you know, guys. Yeah. Those big bags of records. Yeah, even the High-fiving word, each other and yeah, stuff. even the word disc jockey. It yeah. sounds like... <laughs> like a man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, for that reason, I never, never crossed my mind. Yeah. When did you realize DJing was something you could pursue? It was actually my friend Wesley. Uh, he's a wedding photographer. And... I was always making everyone like mixtapes, so mix CDs um, with my favorite songs on, and we would listen to it in the car on the way out, whatever. And he was just, he just said to me, you know, why don't you try it? Because, you know, the wedding DJs really suck at weddings. I was like, okay, whatever. And then um, at some stage, I wanted to have a party, I had a Halloween party. And I just rented a bunch of gear from a company, like big speakers and CDJs and all of it. And I got a bunch of CDs and I played them. And I, after that, I was hooked. I was like, this is amazing. And I, I was I was buzzing like all the time. I couldn't wait to wake up oh, yeah. you know, to put more music on. Because it's just these massive speakers. It just sounds so beautiful to hear your favorite music on a, in a big sound system. And then after that, I just, there was a guy working on the farm where I was also working and um, his like hobby thing on the weekends was, his brother actually, um, was um, wedding DJ. So I just asked if I could like go and shadow him for a while out or whatever. And then he let me play a couple of tracks. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then um, I was... I made friends with another like DJ was DJing in clubs and I just mailed him and said okay but what equipment because I have no idea what to buy and all of the stuff so expensive and whatever and he was like no no you gotta buy this it's called an all-in-one controller which is basically like a scaled-down version of the big club setup so um, I can't remember I might have saved for that or I can't remember what I did but I bought that first of all and then just played it through my iFi and then I got a bursary the following year for doing like a master's or writing up a paper for the wine industry and I used that money for speakers. Awesome. <laughs> so don't tell anyone. <laughs> Secret. <laughs> I used that money to buy my first like decent set of speakers. Yeah and then from that I just, your wedding was the first wedding I ever did. Um, yeah, and then from there it was just word of mouth, and yeah, then I got into the underground scene um, at a couple of my own parties, and just slowly got into that. So learning more every time. <laughs> yeah. 
before we delve into the life of Nadia, the DJ, you've mentioned farm, bursary. What exactly did you do before you started a career in music? So I, when I got back from the UK after about, so I finished school, went over to the UK, just did odd jobs, worked in a, an amazing music shop, like CD shop. Um, <laughs> my best job ever, <laughs> full-time employment ever. Um, after I got back from that, I was like, okay, what am I going to study? So I just looked around a bit. I didn't want to sit in an office or behind a computer. So I was like, okay, winemaking. There are a lot of vineyards here, so winemaking sounds like a good idea. So I went, I did a three-year um, degree course in winemaking and vineyard management. And then, yeah, just after that, for the next sort of 10 years, I guess, just pursued working in that field. Tell us about the perfect day. I've been enjoying record shopping lately, like going rummaging and finding gems. Um, yeah, my girlfriend and I went to Gordon's Bay the other day um, to go shopping, clothes shopping, and we walked past this second-hand shop. And she said, oh, maybe they have vinyls, maybe they have records. So we just went in and I went through like probably like 100 records very slowly looking at each one and then picked out a couple that I thought were interesting. And then I have this app on my phone called Discogs, which basically lists, it's like a marketplace. It's like an eBay for records. And I went through all the records and I found a record in that shop, which we paid 30 Rand for that's worth 2000 Rand. (laughs) What was it? It's like a, um, like a really obscure reggae record. Okay. <laughs> so I'm hooked. I'm like, yes, it's so cool. It's so interesting. And just learning about new music. And I don't know, I like the tactile nature of Ramajun. What inspires you? I guess um, nature is definitely a big inspiration. I guess the human spirit, things like, um, I find inspiration in the underdog, uh, the struggle of the underdog, I guess, Um, love, um, you know, just seeing beauty in the detail. Is there ever a day that goes by without music? yeah, I think there's, there have been periods in my life when I was working in the record shop where it was just constantly like on, on the tube, on the way to work, at work, coming home. In every um, part of the house, there was a speaker with music so that I could listen to something. But I actually take joy in um, having a break every now and again. So, you know, and then really focusing and connecting. Um, not listening to as much, but really focusing on what I listen to. Your company is called Tombi. Tell us more about it. So it's basically stems from my involvement in um, the underground, I guess in air quotes, the underground music scene and my interest in um, this movement that's happening 
I think around the world, not only in music, but about recognizing the fact that uh, women um, aren't really recognized or included as much as men in the DJ scene. So uh, I don't know, it's crazy statistics, like 3% of all lineups. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, something like that at festivals. Um, so yeah, so it's it was it basically I I I had some a couple of parties that kind of celebrated that idea, and then yeah, I just became super interested in the worldwide movement, and I'm now part of something called Not Sorry Club, which is in the in the in the clubbing space, um, creating a platform for underrepresented talent yeah so that's pretty cool and then when I when I wanted to do something in the um, event and wedding space I thought I would like to bring that idea decompartmentalize my life (laughs) and bring that idea into my company which is Tombi which is um, from the Zulu word Ntombi and Tomboy so it's a little bit of a blend of both. So it's um, celebrating sort of the underrepresented, marginalized people and creating a platform for those people to be able to work in music. Nadia, what is success for you? Uh, success for me means, um, I guess, doing your, I don't know what the English word is, my heart's work. Or your, what makes your heart, what your heart wants to do every day, I guess. That's, um, and involving other people to do what makes their heart happy. I guess that's, yeah, to be able to follow that, the longing. (laughs) Yeah, the thing that gets you out of bed, if you can do that for a living. Yeah, the thing that energizes you in life, and that's unique for everybody. Do you have any hidden talents or hidden skills that people don't know about? I don't think so. I mean, just the, the, I suppose the odd thing about me is that I studied wine and I'm into music. Yeah, so wine-making skills. Yeah. But more wine-drinking skills <laughs> <laughs> these days. <laughs> now for the serious questions. Ice cream or cake? <laughs> Ice cream. Burger or pizza? Pizza. Beer or wine? Beer. (laughs) Which is also ironic. (laughs) (laughs) Do you suffer from creative block ever? It's weird. Like Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I just know it's not going to be a good day for me in terms of being able to pull the rabbits out of the hat or really... Um, engaging to my maximum. It's like everybody. Yeah. I think like you have your good days and your bad days where you feel like everything just clicks into place. And other days it's more more difficult. But yeah, it's just trying to. Um, I think I explained earlier like just trying to like zone in on what is connecting with you, and being open to inspiration coming from weird places 
What would you say the most stressful part of your job is? Uh, the expectation. So, like for for weddings, for instance, like it's someone's very special day. They've been planning it for months. Um, the, the most important people in their lives are there. Um, so it's it's that sort of um, like you don't want to mess it up for someone. So you want to make it as special as possible, and you want to be on. You want to be there hundred percent. Um, and then for parties, like I suppose last 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 night, I was very like aware of the people who booked me. So I was I want I was wanting to not disappoint them. And I mean that's it's not always ideal to be in that frame of mind because you want to like be really engaged with your own sort of in tunedness to what you're feeling and what's making you know what's making you excited and so any of those distractions are I actually use like my climbing sort of frame of mind has come into um use quite 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 in, um a few times where I'm just standing at the bottom of the rock and I can't be afraid. Yeah. I just have to focus on getting to the next anchor. I just have to like not think of anything else, just be really, really um, almost in a meditative state. So, yeah, trying to block out all of that noise in your brain. <laughs> it's like all the insecurities and um, feeling you know, fear that you're going to be letting people down and all of that stuff. Do you have any local music recommendations for us? Yeah, but I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I, I think it's it's spelled like fringe, but without um, without the I. Okay. And it's a song called Chester, and I found it, and it's on a label called I suppose yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's just a really beautiful song. Maybe you can find it and upload it on the podcast, yeah, so people can hear it. Thank you so much Nadia for coming to see us and for being so open and sharing your story with us. You can find more on Nadia and her DJ collective at tombidjs.co.za that is t-o-m-b-i-d-j-s.co.za Check out our website for more details on the music featured in today's show. I am Daedri and this is the We Create Podcast. Thank you for listening.